0: Aloha, welcome to the Art of Being podcast. I'm your host, Patty Hoyt. This podcast was created to listen and share transformative stories from beautiful beings whose lives have been affected by either mental or physical challenging circumstances, which they not only overcame it, they are actually thriving today. I went through my own mental and physical health journey which I overcame after many years dealing with it. Today, I'm healed and have transformed my life around. That's one of many reasons I became a life coach. I'm very passionate about helping others on their journey. I hope after hearing these raw and inspiring stories from these beautiful and courageous beings, it will give hope to someone who is still going through their own mental or physical healing journey. We hope it will inspire and motivate people to keep going with their healing. I believe sharing is caring. Share this episode with someone who needs to hear. Enjoy and aloha. Welcome to one more episode of the Art of Being podcast. I'm thrilled to chat with our next guest, Arliss Duley Cash. She's with Solutions, which has been like for over two years, and she's in the field for over three years. She previously worked as a neuroscience research deputy coordinator. wow, and a lecturer of, at the University of California, Merced, yep. Yeah. She's engaged to Matthew, Alice has three fur babies, Tongues fluffy, and moony <laughs> The Chihuahua have their own following on Facebook. I gotta follow them. She enjoys reading and going for walks. She resides on Big Island of Hawaii. Uh, her burning desire is to share joy and happiness with others and inspire positivity. Something no one here knows about her is that she has been studying to be a minister for over four years. Her keys to success are being willing to think outside of the box and keep a positive outlook while doing so. Arles' dream is for each of us to become the loves of our lives. So I'm super thrilled to have this conversation about her journey dealing with being diagnosed with a genetic condition. And it was told that was terminal. Wow. And now she's like thriving. She is doing so much. I can't wait to hear all of that and her journey. Welcome, welcome, Arles. Thank you
1: so much for having me here today. I'm so excited to be a part of this amazing
0: podcast. Oh, thank you, thank you. I I cannot even imagine like how you were uh, diagnosed with this terminal uh, disease. I would say, and now you are so amazing, successful business owner, inspiring others, having your own podcast, have like running conferences. How did you became this power woman (laughs) when you were diagnosed that you were, you know, going to die.
1: So the condition that I was diagnosed with is Ehlers-Danlos syndrome. And the condition within itself is actually not terminal. But when I was diagnosed, I was so sick at the time and I had progressed so far into the disease that I was told that it was very unlikely that I would live more than a year. And when that happened, it was absolutely devastating. It took me about six months of grieving to even decide to really start fighting for my life. And it took a lot of changes. And one of the biggest changes that it took was learning to be gentle to myself and also taking on a positive mindset. So before that, I, I faked positivity very well, I think that most people would have said that I was one of the most positive people that they knew. But my internal dialogue was very, very negative. I used to negatively motivate myself. um, And I used to use really negative language to talk to myself. And Um, And what I realized when I was going through the healing process to become as healthy as I am today, is that in order for my body to really support me in health, I had to support my body and mind with believing and knowing positive about it. And it's one of the reasons why I'm such a powerhouse now is because I really do believe that anything is possible, you know, overcoming a terminal diagnosis is enough of a kick in the pants to say anything's possible. And so now when I move through things, I I really do it from a positive mindset. And I also do it from a place of being gentle and loving towards myself first, because when we fill our cup first, we're able to give much more than we could ever imagine.
0: Amen to that sister. So how old were you when you were diagnosed with this? I was diagnosed when I was 28 years
1: old, and I'm 36 now.
0: Wow. So like in the peak of your youth, and, and then it comes with this diagnosis. So tell me about the faking positivity, because that's very interesting. I, uh, myself, my story, I also uh, considered myself a super positive person in the past, until so I was diagnosed that I had depression. I was like, What are you talking about? I'm the most positive person and you're telling me that I have depression? No way, Jose. But I didn't realize that there was a negative self-talk running into my head and I didn't know I was not aware of that. So how did you shift your mind to not fake anymore? And now you are being a really positive, even have a podcast that it's called that. Yeah. The biggest shift was just starting to
1: notice when I was negative. So before I didn't, it was so normal to me to be negative about myself, negative towards myself, or be thinking about the worst possibilities of situations that I didn't even recognize that that it was negative. It was normal. And so the first step that I had to take was just being able to know if something was negative or not and being willing to sit with a thought and really think about whether that was positive, neutral, or negative. And I think that that's a really key step in the process. It's really easy to want to buy step, like, or or go past that step and go right into switching our thoughts to be as positive as possible. But the problem is, is that if we don't really sit and, and look at and listen to what the negativity is happening, we might miss some of the negative thoughts that we're having and just keep them there as normal. So that was the very first step that I had to make. And I think that it's a huge step towards being in a more positive state. And I highly recommend it for anyone that's listening to just start noticing what are your thoughts with curiosity, no judgment. And then if they are negative, just you know, put a flag in it, like, Oh, well, that's negative. And then you can go back and decide later what a positive alternative might be.
0: Wow. How did it affect your body physically? Because my guess is it affected your physical body.
1: Absolutely. So when we speak negatively towards ourselves, our brains hear that and our cells in our body hear that too. Um, Dr. Elizabeth Blackburn has done biochemistry research that show that when we speak negatively to ourselves, our cells hear that, and they start to have a stress response. And part of that stress response is to wear down the ends of our DNA, which are called the telomeres. And those telomeres are so critically important for living long and healthy lives. And so if we're continually talking negatively to ourselves and our cells are hearing that and having a stress response, then it puts our body into a stress response and it inhibits our ability to live long and healthy lives. So when I started to speak positively to myself and recognize when that negativity was present and choosing an alternative, I start to get healthier. Um, I experienced greater health. Now, I'm not saying that just speaking positively to yourself is a cure all for everything. You know, I still went and saw doctors, I had surgeries, I took specific medications, I did massage therapy, I did acupuncture and chiropractor. So I did a lot of different things. And speaking positively to myself did support my cells in creating a positive
0: homeostasis for my body. Wow. Yeah. So it's not just like, Hey, talking positive, you know, and then everything's going to change, right? It's really this transformation that comes from inside out and, but we got to start from somewhere. Right. Um, and, and I love when you said being aware of your thoughts is the first step, because for me it was, I remember going to um, a therapy and it was a CBT cognitive behavioral therapy. And that's when I started realizing what thought was going. And at that point, I remember when I was a psychiatrist and they were trying medication on me. She didn't want me to go to see a psychologist yet because I was such a excruciating pain that she said there is no way you can sit in front of a therapist in a the chair and hear and absorb anything because my nervous system was like on fire, like 24-7, right? I was, and the bricks off, like just screaming and crying in pain all the time. It's like, let's have your nervous system comes down a little bit. So your pain is not as much. And then you can sit and start working on yourself. And I became like fascinated by CBT, you know? And I was like, whoa, this is how I'm thinking. This is how I could reframe it right uh and that's how i got into nlp neurolinguistic programming as well and it really it was like the first step that transformed my life and yes i, I totally agree with you i saw many doctors <laughs> that was now like <coughs> sorry okay now you need to skip all the doctors no you need to continue doing that it's both right the holistic approach as well it's mighty bind in spirit that's how I say is the the whole package is not just one so tell me about how uh, you're a business coach how mm-hmm. did you become a business coach but you also do a positively uh, body like you have a podcast so how does that come all together business coach with that. <laughs> Tell me.
1: Yeah. I, you know, I got the opportunity to be a director of operations for a large company here in Hawaii, um, a few years back. And I got to wear all the different hats in business. And I just really fell in love with business. And I really fell in love with, um, entrepreneurs and that, that challenge that they have, Um, to really build a business that they feel aligned with, that they are living their passion through, and that is really serving their community. And so after I finished that job, I went back to school because I'm such a nerd. I can't keep myself out of school, it seems. (laughs) Um, And I got my MBA in a year. So I did a very intensive training program to get my master's in business administration. And I fell in love with business even more, you know, getting down to the nitty gritty, all the different components. And I realized that one of the things that business owners do not typically do is really take care of themselves, is really be gentle and compassionate with themselves and really show love and care towards themselves while they're growing their business. And so I I love guiding and coaching, consulting with businesses to grow their business, to become more profitable, um, to reach wider markets and launch new programs. And I really enjoy supporting entrepreneurs and loving themselves through that process. And one of the things that I bring to to that coaching is my neuroscience background and really giving, giving entrepreneurs the scientific data to support why loving yourself through that process is really going to help you enjoy far greater success than if you were to negatively motivate or beat up on yourself along the way. So how does that relate to body positivity? Well, body positivity is just one aspect of how we can love ourselves. And my co-host Diana Grimion and I, we were having these amazing conversations about body positivity in our journey And we decided like, Hey, this needs to be a bigger conversation. We need to, um, make this a podcast and do conferences and summits so that we can make the conversation around our bodies more normal. Um, and what I mean by that is, is just having conversations about how we feel about our body normal. I don't know that there is any norm around bodies specifically. And so that's why we started the podcast is because we don't, I've never met a single person that didn't have some kind of negative feeling about their body at some point, um, either because of the negative things they said to themselves or the negative things that were said to them about their body. And it's time to heal that. And one of the ways that we can heal that is by talking about it and by getting wisdom and expertise by others who have healed it along the way.
0: So do you, because I'm pretty sure you're um, interviewing a lot of women, right, uh, with that, and we, a lot of women tend to be very hard on our body, and yes, society is also putting uh, views of what is normal what is not normal like you said i came from los angeles is very whew, body image over there is very strong and people judge it's like a real thing it's like, so we have this judgmental towards ourselves but you also have people things and, and from outside of us judging ourselves as well so we are constantly like comparing ourselves with what is out there And I'm pretty sure that uh, affected me physically and and mentally, emotionally really affected that I didn't even realize until I moved from Los Angeles to Hawaii. that that pressure was affecting my mental state of mind. And because it was affecting my mental state of mind, my physical was also being affected, right? I was having pain in, in my body. So it's like a a circle, right? You you go from how do you, what do you see that is a breakthrough with women that is out there and they are in that environment that it gives a pressure from outside, but we also have the pressure inside towards ourselves. What is the breakthrough?
1: (laughs) Yeah. One thing to really consider is what we consume impacts our mind and body. And so when I say that, most people think, well, food or drink or um, supplements or things like that, like those are the things that I consume. And we also consume media, we consume videos, we consume movies and songs, and we consume what we read and we consume what we hear. So we have to get really, really mindful about what are we consuming And this has to do with what are we watching on the TV? You know, what are we listening to on the radio? Um, And who are we surrounding ourselves with? And what kind of dialogue are they having about their bodies? You might not even be listening to things that are specifically negative towards you. But if you're watching a program where people are using self-deprecating humor or backhanded compliments, or you're around people that speak negatively about their body all the time, you are consuming that you are internalizing that into your own body and mind. And so the biggest breakthrough I can say is get really mindful about it. Get really choosy about what you allow into your mind, what you allow to be consumed with your eyes and your ears and who you're around. And If you are around somebody that's using negative, you know, self-deprecating humor or talking negatively about their body, um, encourage them to, to be more positive. If that's somebody that you want to have in your life, encourage them to be more positive. So getting mindful about what we consume in all ways is
0: life changing.
1: That is a huge breakthrough.
0: Oh, yes. I, I totally can see that because. When I remove myself from that environment, it changed, right? I could feel my body relaxing when I arrived in Hawaii, that there was no judgment from like what I was wearing, you know, how much I weigh or what I was driving. There's like the LA was very, uh, for me around myself was very toxic in that area Because the environment, like you're saying, who do you surround yourself with, right? So for me, I was immersed into that mentality in Los Angeles in the area that was very much body image and image in general was everything. So yeah, I could totally see when I remove myself from that, things start changing. And that's hard sometimes when you don't have that opportunity, right? To remove yourself from that environment. But you can choose what you're listening to. You can choose what you're watching to. So there's still some something that you can do, even though you cannot just pack your bags and move out of your physical environment, right? You can choose to who are your friends, you know, what are you, what magazines are you looking at and reading, YouTube channels and all of that. Those, we have a choice, right? Those, we have a choice. So, I love that for people out there that think, oh, but I live here, how I'm going to pack my bags and move. Well, there's other things that you can do that you have a choice. There's always a choice right there, right? So, I wanted to be encouraged people look really, and it's hard. It's really hard. I myself, I had distanced myself from a few good friends, and it was very hard. To like, wow, this is not serving me well. This person is very negative and is affecting me. It, it's not easy. I had to go through a morning period for me to know this is good for me. Uh, this is a, a self love <laughs> attitude that I said, this is me loving myself that I need to distance myself from this person who is so negative and toxic, right? So I'm sure you see a lot of people that have difficulty to say goodbye to some people that have been in their life for a very long time, but it's not good for them.
1: Absolutely. It can be really hard. And one thing that can be really hard is just to see how much that negativity is impacting them and, and really how people are suffering. I think that one of the biggest things we can do is, is to try to release judgment around where somebody else is, you know, we're all trying our best, even the people that we might look at and say, wow, they're, they're really making a mistake, or they're messing up or, or whatever, you know, judgment we would put on that, they're still trying their best. And, and trust me that if Somebody is really critical of somebody. They're ten, hundred, thousand times more critical of themselves on the inside. So making the decision that a relationship no longer supports you is is a very hard decision to make, and it's it's one of the most profound acts of self love that you can choose because it's really um, choosing your own choosing yourself as. The focus of your own choice around positivity. So it's, I would say, try to withhold judgment of the other person, know that they are trying their best. And if you're, you know, at the point where you need to release that, that relationship, uh, do it and as kind of in, in compassionate way and, and still uphold your boundary. Boundaries are an act of
0: self-love. Oh my goodness. Amen. Yes. Boundaries. <laughs> I had a one coaching client of mine that she was having a lot of suffering and I realized it was boundaries that she was not putting in her life towards like with her family, with her friends, with, you know, people around her, she was not putting boundaries in her life. She didn't even know how to do that. And Once she started doing, she saw a huge shift. She felt more empowered. It's amazing how. When we say no to certain uh, situations, circumstance, or people, we are actually saying yes to ourselves. And like you said, we can do that in a loving uh, way. As we, over here in Hawaii, we say "ho'oponopono," pono, right? And that is like really giving love to the people that we are cutting uh, chords. And I love when I started learning that here in Hawaii. And I went deep into that because I had so many cords that was attached that I did not put boundaries on that, and it was really bringing me down. But doing that, I always thought, oh, if I'm gonna cut my um, energetic and spiritual cords, I'm cutting relationship with that person. And it's not that we are cutting relationship with the person, but it's putting boundaries. It's saying like, no. This is my person. I re- I'm going to respect myself. And when we respect ourselves, others learn how to respect us. Isn't that amazing?
1: Yes, absolutely. The way that we treat ourselves is how we're training
0: others to treat us. Definitely. And I think that is one huge point for a lot of people to understand. If we don't teach other people how to respect us, they don't know. They don't know (laughs) how to respect us. And we are our first uh, step of teaching is respecting us. And it's not being selfish. You know, a lot of people think, oh, I'm being selfish. No, it's not being selfish. It's self-love, self-caring, and it's teaching other people the respect that we want for ourselves. But it needs to start with us. Isn't that amazing? Everything starts with us. It doesn't matter in this conversation. I think there's a theme here. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Everything start with us, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, I lo- I love 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 that. Um, so, what is your um, goals for the rest of the year? For next year, tell us what is exciting. Yeah.
1: Well, I'm getting married in two weeks. Two weeks from today. So I'm super excited about that. I have an incredibly supportive partner who really supports me in living my dreams. And so super excited about that. I think that my biggest goal for next year is to do more conferences and summits that are geared towards body positivity and towards business, just because it's so powerful uh, bringing experts and lightworkers together. In those areas is so powerful, and and it can be transformative for the people that attend. And so I feel like I have an amazing skill at doing that, and so I plan to do more of that.
0: Woohoo awesome! And congratulations on getting married. I love it. And okay, so if people wanted to connect with you, what is the best way to reach out to you?
1: Yeah, so you can always find me on Instagram at Arliss Dudley Cash. And I have a website, which is solutions.com. And then I'm excellent, usually, at getting back at email, which is Arliss at solutions.com. So those are all the ways that you can reach out to me.
0: Awesome. And leave us with one tip, one tip that you want every single woman out there to hear and listen and to embody. One tip is
1: to get in front of the mirror look yourself in the eyes and say as passionately as a lover would, I love you.
0: Mm, I felt that. Did you guys feel that? I felt that. (laughs) Arliss, thank you so much for being here with me today. I truly appreciate you sharing your journey, your stories. Uh, You are full of expertise. And um, I believe the more we share, the more we heal. And also sharing is caring. So for all the beautiful listeners out there, if you resonated with me and wanted to have a conversation, uh, head over my website, patihoit.com, P-A-T-I-H-O-Y-T, and send me a message or follow me on Instagram at Coach Patty Hoyt. Until we meet again, remember, be the light and feel empowered. Aloha. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Art of Being podcast. Remember, sharing is caring. If you know someone who needs to hear this message, send this episode to them. Until next time, aloha!